Welcome everybody, Jerry Maloney here, and I'm bringing you today's episode of The Raindrop. Today's date of the recording is Wednesday, June 19th, 2019. I'm going to bring you some more weather information on the most active day we're going to have on here to date. Sorry for the late upload, but I had a pretty hectic day. And then on top of that, Magic Fountain called, and for those of you who know, you, you know, when Magic calls, you have to answer. That's enough for this intro. Let's go right into the agenda. So we're going to head off with a little more discussion about the setup for tomorrow's threat, and then that's going to lead immediately into the tonight and next day forecast for the Northeast U.S. areas, and that's, as always, is going to include New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, D.C., and then Jersey. We're going to look at the next few days in the same region just to bounce right off of that, and then a little off track into the general update, a little bit of a tropical update, another this day in weather history, and then we'll wrap it all up. Sounds good? Good. Let's set the scene here. So we still have that meandering front through New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and we do have that area of low pressure, which is just passing through Ohio by now, that's going to be moving through the Northeast on Thursday. And that's going to get a pressure into 990 millibars area. Well, not 990, but like into the 990 millibars, like around that area. That'll bring some more rain and potentially some severe thunderstorms with the Storm Prediction Center giving a slight risk for most of the region. Now let's read out an excerpt for their forecast discussion because I feel like slight risk doesn't encompass what they really want to emphasize here. While a few storms may be strong at daybreak, strongest heating leading to a greater buoyancy should occur from central Pennsylvania south across the Carolinas into Georgia. This corridor of increased instability should encourage robust convection with an increasingly sheared environment for organized thunderstorms. At this time, it appears damaging winds will be the greatest risk, but some supercell or tornado threat is also expected ahead of the forced frontal convection. Wow, there are a lot of meteorological terms in there. Let's break it down a little bit there. So here are bullet points that we need to know from this, the best things that you will know for your day tomorrow. There's going to be strong storms overnight into the morning. Now, don't be surprised by that if you're woken up at some point during the night. If you're watching this during the night, if you're watching this in the morning, you may have slept through it. You may have not. I hope you're a good sleeper. And the strongest storms are really going to be during the day tomorrow, generally really going to be in the afternoon when you have that afternoon heating on Thursday, June 20th. And there is a supercell tornado and a tornado threat. That threat really isn't as existent once you hit northeast Jersey and areas further north and east. That's going to be southeast of that area. So really, Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, Virginia, into the Carolinas and south. So for the cities I'm covering, that's mainly going to be Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C. And that is going to include a lot of my people in my hometown in Jersey. We're just on the edge of that real severe threat there. So do watch out for that for people who live by me. All right. So all of this should be out of the way Friday as that low is going to move out of the way. And the stray showers are going to fade as the low moves away. So you, you're still going to have some of that in the morning in Boston, but we'll get onto that a little bit later. There's a cold front over Canada that's going to be a, play into a little bit into some of the forecast here. That is currently moving down, and that is going to replace this right here, and it's going to reach the Northeast really by Friday morning and completely into Friday day. So let's start off with the North Jersey and really into the tri-state area in general by New York City. All right, so we're going to see some more isolated thunderstorms popping up going through the evening, and the coverage in the area is going to actually increase overnight. 
it actually becomes pretty scattered, especially for really northwest Jersey, northeast Pennsylvania area uh, into the early a.m. hours. And there is an existent severe threat there. Some of the storms are actually going to be pretty long-lasting. They're going to make their way into uh, New York State and Connecticut and even actually Massachusetts, as we will get to later. New York City, Long Island, Connecticut, they're going to have a few isolated storms. They're not really on that same trajectory, but you could get one or two. They don't have to worry as much about the severe threat. All right, now into June 20th. The entire tri-state area is should be on alert for isolated storms throughout the morning. There is going to be a threat there. You could be interrupted what you're doing. You should be able to get stuff done, but just really be on alert for that. The coverage should build up as we get into the early afternoon. It's going to first be in Jersey where storms are going to be scattered across the area. And your peak is going to be around 2 to 4 p.m. in North Jersey. And the threat is going to last a few hours beyond that, though. The storms are most going to die off by sundown, which is a little nice. A little nice to happen there, finally. The peak is going to start and end a little bit later, about an hour later in the city. And then a little bit later still as you move further northeast, uh, it's really the same spiel there, you're, except you're really not going to have as much as severe threat, and you're going to have a little bit less coverage. As you get out into Long Island, you may have a thunderstorm or two, and especially as you get really further in the far reaches of Long Island, you won't have really that large threat, and you really don't have much of a severe threat at all. So for temperatures, lows tonight should be in the mid-60s for North Jersey. That's going to be the same for the city and Long Island. It's going to be slightly cooler for Connecticut into the low 60s. Highs tomorrow, though, are going to be around 80 for North Jersey, same for the city, and cooler out into the lower 70s on Long Island. Most of Connecticut should be in the mid-70s, but once you get to the northeast quarter of the state, it'll be a little cooler into the low 70s. All right, while we're in the area, let's pivot a little west in New York State. Pop-up storms that we've had, that we've been seeing there, they should start to fade away going into tonight, with really the exception of southern New York State, which again could see the isolated thunderstorm in the a.m. hours that could roll in from and survive from Pennsylvania New Jersey spots. The break won't last long, though, as there's going to be a large mass of thunderstorms associated with that low. It's going to start rolling in past 7 a.m. once you get as far west as Syracuse and about past 9 once you get to Albany's longitude. It's going to be, in Syracuse, it's going to be a really soggy day, and you're going to have nearly continuous thunderstorms turning to just rain right around 1 p.m. That's actually going to be right around the time the front pulls and gets through to you. And that's going to slowly disintegrate into showers as the day rolls on. Albany's rain is going to be a bit more sparse, but there will be a scattered thunderstorm threat ending at around 10 p.m. So, Lows tonight should be in the upper 60s across most of New York State, into the 50s by the lakes as that cold front starts to come on through. Highs tomorrow should be in the upper 70s in East New York State and the low 70s most of West New York State. That peak in the West, though, is going to be a bit earlier than usual as it's going to start to cool off at around 2 p.m. in Syracuse as that front passes. All right, now on, let's head a little more south into the Philadelphia, South Jersey area. So you really should have that constant threat of thunderstorms overnight into the a.m. hours, very similar to North uh, North Jersey, northeastern Pennsylvania. It actually won't be as much of a threat as them, it should, but it's going to be a pretty similar one. And you do have that severe threat on top of that, though. The morning should be relatively clear, though. You're really only going to have a threat of an isolated storm until the boomers start building up again at around 2 p.m. There's going to be scattered storms in the area, and that'll taper off at around 7, though it won't be completely dead, and you'll have an outside shot of a stray storm overnight. The lows overnight should be in the low 70s across the region. Highs should be around the upper 80s. 
Maybe you'll have a spot where it hits 90. Not too significant at that point, though. All right, let's head a bit more south to D.C., Baltimore. Storms are already firing up in Virginia, D.C., into Maryland, with most of the eastern part of the state hearing some thunder in the 10 to 2 a.m. window. After that, you'll have a good window to get stuff done in the morning before the storms start returning again around noon. There will be a peak at around 3 p.m. in northeastern Virginia, and a little later around 4 to 5 p.m. once you get as north and east as Baltimore and beyond. Most of the storms should be out of the way by 7. For temperatures, overnight lows should be in the low 70s around D.C., dipping into the upper 60s as you head northeast towards Baltimore. Highs tomorrow should be in the upper 80s, even reaching the 90s in spots across the D.C.-Baltimore area. All right, now on to Boston. Today's finally see your day. You're going to see some action, and it is going to be... It'll be something. You'll actually, you might hear some thunder today. That's going to start tonight as Western Massachusetts might see an isolated thunderstorm that'll pop on through that area. It's those same, like, those same isolated thunderstorms I've been talking about in some of the, the Connecticut, New York State area there. That Some of those might make it over there in the overnight hours. That pattern is actually going to build, though, in the morning, June 20th, where you're going to have scattered storms around. Western areas are going to have more thunderstorms and eastern areas are going to have more plain rain. That's going to start to change at around 1 p.m. Even areas far east of Boston, you should have some constant, really, thunder in the background a couple miles away, passing on through, yada, yada, yada. At the time, though, storms in the area, they're going to be a looming threat for the rest of the day into the night. They'll be there, just white, waited out. Coverage is going to be waning and ebbing a bit. You might have a secondary peak overnight. All right, so for temperatures, the lows in the area should be into the mid-60s, and the highs are going to be around 70 during the day. That's really for pretty much all of Massachusetts. should be pretty similar throughout the whole state. All right, for the general next few days, the low that's bringing the impacts on Thursday is going to skirt on out to the northeast, with really the only major morning impacts are going to be remaining in New England. That will be completely out of the way by the end of the day there. And the cold front will have moved through and replaced it through most of the northeast by Friday. And while it actually won't be lowering the temperature too much in most spots, it will be bringing in that dry air, and that's going to put an end to the mugginess that's really been infesting the northeast. That's going to bring quite a nice weekend, though, and enjoy it while it lasts, because we may see another system bringing impacts on Monday, though we'll get a better picture of that as we head into the weekend. For general weather, we don't have too, too much. There looks to be some potential severe weather setting up over the general Iowa area on Friday. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on any significant weather reports, though, for the storms uh, tonight in the middle of the country and even here and tomorrow along the eastern seaboard. Hopefully, we get some good reports or some of the areas that I've been forecasting for, and then I can bring that up in a potential news section there. All right. On to the tropical update. There's now an area being monitored for development in the eastern Pacific. Not much of anything at the moment, though. It's only a 20% chance of development over the next five days, but it's something to keep an eye out so far out to see. Yeah, how about that? The little phantom model storms, they might have actually been showing something about the Euro and GFS. 94W, the Western Pacific disturbance I've talked about, it's still being monitored for some potential development, and we'll see if that organizes into anything. It actually, the odds kind of went down a little bit today, but yeah, we'll see. This day in weather history, again, part two of Hurricane Agnes in 1972. The reason why it's retired are really for its impacts in Pennsylvania and New York. These are when the impacts started on this day, June 19th. You had torrential rains resulting in one of the costliest floods in U.S. history. In the middle Susquehanna Valley, 
You had 24-hour rainfall amounts that were about a foot in most areas, and you even had 19 inches in Schuylkill County. At Wilkes Bar, you had a dike that was breached, and that destroyed most of the town. The flooding in total for the area in Pennsylvania and New York and all the other states that it affected came out to 117 deaths and $3.1 billion of damage. At the time, it was the costliest hurricane in U.S. history. And it really shows that uh, for hurricanes, it's really about the water threat rather than the wind threat that's going to give you the most damage over a larger area and bring generally more significant impacts. Like, let's compare storms from recent years. Hurricane Harvey has had the most damage in the most recent years. Even though Hurricane Michael got upgraded to a Category 5 hurricane at landfall, it was a much more compact hurricane. And while it absolutely, completely devastated the Mexico Beach area and Tyndall Air Force Base and that surrounding area, completely devastated it, Hurricane Harvey with the flooding, it was extremely devastating over a little bit wider of an area. And the other thing, you go with the storm surge, always water always kills more than wind. And it's something always to keep in mind if you're in a hurricane-prone area. It's really the water you got to worry about much more than the wind. All right. Well, now I'll wrap it up here. I've talked already about introducing some new segments, really talking about storm reports, especially ones that are most relevant to the areas I've been forecasting. And alongside that, I want to make the format a bit more flexible than it's been. I want to make sure that some days I could cut out some segments, maybe make the uh, episodes a little bit shorter than they've been. And I really would love some feedback on that, just uh, what people think of that idea of having, let's say, just rereading out some storm reports. I'm anticipating positive feedback to that. But I think also maybe I want to know if some people actually like the this day and weather history a bit more. Like I, I think it's kind of a neat thing to have, but I don't know if it really needs to be every day because there's not always uh, something super, super significant that was relevant and happened in like a recent time frame. Uh, because the weather records really don't go back too far. They really aren't that reliable once you... Even once you get uh, like into the 70s and before, like they aren't too, too reliable. And then another thing is I might be introducing some podcast-specific social media soon. So instead of just linking it to my personal social media, I would link you to podcast social media. Uh, though you could still reach out to me now at my email, germaloady00 at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, requests, uh, any complaints, any suggest like suggestions. Of course, I'm all for it. I want to hear it. Well, that'll be all for today. This is Jared Maloney signing out. Thanks for listening to The Raindrop.